The most samples we have is uh, poop from animals, and we look for parasites. And uh, we do that with uh, quite simple uh, methods. But uh, the the thing, the method we use is that we make the sample clean, and then concentrate the eggs, and then we look in the microscope after eggs mostly from parasites, and uh, the egg amount tell us which uh, parasite burden the animal has. Welcome to this episode of Speed of Life. This is a podcast series exploring the rapidly growing life science industry and its role in innovation for a healthier and more sustainable society. My name is Abe and I'm co-hosting this episode with my colleague Diana. Thanks for tuning in today and let's dive in. Hello to all the listeners of this uh, episode of uh, Speed of Life and a warm welcome to our two guests today from VD Lab, Bitta Jungström and Mikael Juremalm. Welcome. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Thank you very much. Uh, we're really happy to have you here. Uh, would you like to start with introducing yourselves and tell us a bit more about your backgrounds? Bitta, you can begin if you want. Uh, yes, uh, my name is Bitta Jungström and I am the founder and uh, owner of VD Lab that uh, was uh, started in 2002. Uh, my background is uh, uh, laboratory technologist. I, I don't know really what it's called in, in English. Yeah, like a laboratory assistant. Engin- and not a assistant. laboratory engineer. Yes. Okay. Tip off. Yes. Yeah. And I started to work with the human uh, laboratory and then switch over to human parasites, and then I was stuck with the animal parasites, and then started the company. Mm-hmm. Directly from your school, from studies? Uh, no, no, no. I have worked with uh, parasites uh, 40 years, so at first I didn't work with that. Thank you. Mikael, yeah, so tell us your story. Yeah, <laughs> so my name is uh, Mikael Uremalm, and... Uh, uh, I'm now heading the R&D team at VidLab, and but also the actually the feed analysis team uh, since a while ago. And uh, I've been working for VidLab one one year, one, exactly one year. Exactly. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> and my background is actually uh, I started as a laboratory engineer uh, f- 35 years ago, I guess, uh, working with feed analysis uh, by then, uh, and. Uh, when I realized that I would like to actually be a, a researcher, so I become an agronomist uh, in with the biotechnology focus. Uh, but then I, I just found that it would be more interesting to, to work with humans. So I did my PhD uh, uh, regarding allergy and, and inflammatory cells at uh, the Institute of Genetic and Pathology here at Uppsala University. Uh, so that was quite fun, but after that, uh, I decided to go back to the veterinary side. And, and since I would say the last 17 years, I've been working with uh, diagnostic development in the veterinary field. Uh, 
What made you go back to veterinary sciences? I, I would say that it was just a coincidence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm, since I had some background and work with working in uh, at the uh, uh, what you call it Swedish uh, agriculture university, yeah. it's called yeah, yeah. Uh, I have my my roots there, I would say, and and and, and uh, um, I also like uh, to apply uh, the, the new technologies in into the veterinary field and and. and and it, it's, I would say it, it's more space within the veterinary field than in the human space. And we are very happy to have uh, Mickey with us. Uh, he has uh, already developed a lot of things in our lab. And he is the future. <laughs> Good to hear. <laughs> Mickey, uh, could, you, could you describe what a, what a day-to-day could look like uh, as a, as a, in your role as the R&D yeah, head of yeah, R and D. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, so, so I'm actually doing quite a lot of lab work myself uh, uh, um, until today. Actually, um, I'm the only one in the lab. <laughs> 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 the other persons are working with actually is the veterinary, working more with customer relations and so on. And, and mm. so, so I'm uh, uh, applying, uh, trying to develop especially new PCR methods uh, for, for the parasites uh, we want to detect. And uh, uh, I also have quite different other aspects. Uh, it's a small company where you need to, to actually uh, helping out uh, the other things. Uh, and the, uh, I'm also in the uh, management team uh, where we have frequent teams uh, and meetings. Uh, so so uh, it, it's a quite mixed. And, and since I'm now also responsible for feed analysis, and I'm also involved in many of the, the new developments we need to, to do in, in feed analysis and, and see that that um, business is um, continuing and, and growing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you kind of want to, with research and development at Biddy Lab, you kind of want to broaden the the scope that the PCR can detect, maybe like the different kinds of parasites? Yeah, well? yeah, or? yeah. Okay. Uh, so it, it's actually the, the most pathogenic uh, parasites for, for sheep. Uh, uh, we have now uh, developed, uh, what's it called in? It's Hemonchus um, um, concorturistus. The, <laughs> the big stomach one. <laughs> the stomach one. Yeah. Okay, uh, sounds so creepy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sucks well, blood in the stomach blood, yeah. and they yeah, die yeah. for it. <laughs> so it's very... Very bad. Yeah, so, so since this summer, we, we actually have implemented it into the routine diagnostic. So, so it's, uh, it's actually running in routine. And um, I think we are the first lab in the world yeah. to, to have to this do that in routine. Then, yeah. But now we, of course, want to apply new PCR-based method to other parasites, specifically the, the horse parasites. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bitte, you, uh, you are the fi- founder of VD Lab yeah. and you have been around for 20 years now. Yeah. What has kept you motivated all this time? Uh, to make a difference for the animals and the animal owners and the veterinarians and so on. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's I'm a parasite geek. <laughs> I love the parasites <laughs> and have sued on. Uh, so I think that the uh, detective work is the funniest. I uh, am sitting uh, very lot with in meetings and with uh, management and so on. But uh, the best thing of the day uh, is when the staff ask me to come down to the lab and look for a special parasite and to say what it is. And uh, I 
every day we get the post. Uh, yeah, the mail. The mail, mail, mail with yeah. all the samples. Mm -hmm. And uh, there is no day that's another uh, like another. So it's always uh, the mail that came in the morning that makes our day. Mm -hmm. And it's very exciting to see what it is in the mail. Yeah. So no routines. <laughs> also, when we have uh, 3,000 samples a day uh, in the high season, there can be almost routine, yeah. but it's also exciting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I guess passion and something always new yeah. keeps, has kept you going for yeah. 20 years at Beauty Lab, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, do you have any advice for other entrepreneurs that are in the beginning of their journey starting a company? Uh, there should be uh, at least one person that just said to them that they are idiots. <laughs> uh, they said it to us. You, you, you can't make money on Pope. <laughs> they were wrong. Yeah. And then you must have fun. It's the mm. most important, important thing. Good advice. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I think it's clear that um, Vidilab is in competent hands. Uh, you both have very extensive backgrounds in veterinary medicine. Um, but I guess we can talk a little more about Vidilab and what makes it interesting as a company. And so I guess because, Mikael, you've, you've been at the company for just over a year now, yeah, correct? Yeah, correct. So yeah. how, how is Vidilab different from the other organizations you've worked for in the past? Like what, what sets Vidilab apart to you? Um, <clears throat> well, I, I'm I'm I've been working both in in small companies and also in some big companies. But I've also been working in the National Veterinary Institute. Uh, and to be honest, to some extent, that was quite close to Vidlab, uh, since they have a parasitology department. But but compared to Vidlab, uh, Vidlab is uh, is so far gone uh, with the. Modernization, I would say, and, and also to some extent, optimization, uh, which is quite different compared to the National Veterinary Institute. And, and uh, I would say also compared to uh, the previous work I've had, uh, to my surprise, I've I, I just realized that I, I really like to, to do the lab work again. Yeah. Uh, I'm almost done, done, haven't done any lab work in 15 years, but now I've started again, and it's really fun, actually. Yeah. <laughs> So that's, I would say, uh, quite different. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I guess it does It does seem like it's exciting. You get to develop these these new methods to pick up new new pathogens, new parasites, and that's that's always fun. Um, and you tackle a very important issue. Uh, and the importance of what you do, I think, is clear to someone familiar with the industry. But maybe for someone who's not so familiar with it, um, can you run us through maybe an elevator pitch you would give to someone about Vidilab, Vita? Uh, Vidilab is uh, the biggest poop lab in the world, <laughs> I think. Amazing. I think. And uh, the most samples we have is uh, poop from animals, and we look for parasites. And uh, we do that with uh, quite simple uh, methods. Uh, before Mikke started at us and uh, developed the PCR, so that's more complicated. But uh, the the thing the method we use is that we uh, make the sample clean and then concentrate the eggs and then we look in the microscope after eggs mostly from parasites 
and uh, the egg uh, amount tell us which uh, parasite burden the animal have. Mm. So very much microscope and then with the uh, uh, preparation with the flotation uh, liquids and so on to have the eggs to float up mm. so we c you can see them. Okay. Wow. And Sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> So you must deal with a lot of poop. Do you get poop from all over the world, or is it mostly just in in Sweden? Uh, or? From whole Sweden, and then we also had from uh, Finland, Norway, and so on. But uh, it's difficult to have from. Uh, we can have from Finland, but not from yeah. uh, Norway and Åland. Mm. Yeah. Is it Åland. in English? Yeah. Åland, uh, because they are out of. Uh, EU, EU. EU. Okay. and okay. Uh, the uh, tool custom, the customs, the yeah. custom rules makes that we cannot have samples from uh, Åland and no Norway because we are have we we sell our product for around three hundred Swedish crowns, and then we have to pay more than three hundred Swedish crowns to have them in to Important. our country, yeah. okay. so we can't uh, have samples from from these countries. But mm. and then is. Uh, we need fresh material. You, with a male, you can't have them uh, for how many days? Uh, so, so mostly of the samples are come from Sweden, for mm -hmm. all all parts of Sweden. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, and from all different animals, mm. from, from mouse to elephant. Okay. <laughs> wow. So you deal with all sorts, even exotic animals and everything. Yes, we have yeah. from uh, the zoos. Okay. Uh, so that's a quite a large customer base. And I guess the importance of picking up on the parasites and stuff is to have maybe a more preventative approach to the to the treatment, to the care of animals, so that maybe you don't you prescribe the right medications. We don't pres treat. prescribe. Yeah. We, we, we only give the result, the, okay. the diagnostics, okay. and then they have to ask to their veterinarian to get uh, medical for that. We have a veterinarian uh, in our company that uh, give advices, but okay. she she not uh, describes uh, uh, prescribes yeah. uh, medical and antelmintics. But the benefit of this is that it prevents unnecessary prescription. Yes, of, yes. Of, uh, Th that's yeah. um, the uh, what we are dealing with and yeah. the reason for for the lab in the beginning uh, because in uh, 2007 the uh, the medical for dewormers were uh, restricted so, okay. so you must have a recipe from a veterinarian uh, mm. and uh, that was to uh, avoid the resistance mm. yeah. Yeah. yeah that okay. you t take from the, that rules so, so, so you don't uh, give any unnecessary medication yes. to the animals. Mm. So mm. you shall know what they have to know what you shall give in the mm. right time mm. and to the right animals. Mm. Yeah, It's interesting because I think in life science we talk a lot about antimicrobial er mm. resistance, but we don't talk a lot about paras parasite resistance mm. to, to because medication. Because the field is so small, yeah. but it's the same thing, yeah. Yeah. the same exactly. mechanism. And actually, it, it's uh, a quite huge problem uh, with some uh, antihelmetic, uh, at least for the, the parasite which I was talking about, uh, the, the big stomach uh, worm yeah, in, yeah. in sheep. Uh, we can see that uh, some farms has really problems. Uh, you can't get rid of, of these parasites. 
even if you, you treat with different antihelmetics. Mm. Okay. And, yeah. and also worldwide in humans, mm. it's a very big problem mm. with resistance. Mm. And in the uh, developing countries, it's a very big problem with parasites. In Sweden, you can't find so much parasites uh, with uh, that uh, they have got in, in Sweden uh, without journeys. I worked with uh, human parasites for four years, and it okay. was very boring because you <laughs> never, th- never f- found <laughs> so much. It's it's more funny with animals. But maybe now with uh, Sweden becoming more international as well, maybe you're also seeing more new parasites that you hadn't seen before in animals in Sweden, or uh, to some extent, yeah, I would say yeah. We we have found some some cases with the uh, um, it's called French. Um, Heartworm, heartworm, heartworm uh, which is a little bit exotic, uh, uh, mm-hmm. but we have seen. Uh, I think we have five cases this six, autumn. Six it's cases in, in uh, yeah. six months. Six months, yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. the was first uh, uh, found in Sweden in 2014, I think, and since that that they were found around 40 cases, and now we have found six in in uh, half year. Are there any new and exciting developments going on at Vidlab? Uh, you mentioned uh, automation uh, before mm. you're working. Yeah. What yeah. are you working on yeah, we, we that are you working can reveal on to us? Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I, I, since I already mentioned automation, I can say that we, we have uh, a collaboration with a company invest. Uh, which are building a quite huge uh, sample preparation uh, robot, uh, which can process 2,000 samples per day. Mm. So, um, how many do you process today? Well, it, it's 2,000. It is, but, two, but, but uh, manually. Yeah, and then you need maybe 10 persons doing this, mm. or eight. Yeah. Uh, mm. And now we should be enough with two persons doing mm. this. So, uh, you can reduce quite a lot of this. Uh, uh, heavily work uh, standing and preparation yeah and does it also uh, reduce human error and stuff like that yes does it make it more effective yes uh, to some extent yeah mm-hmm. yeah we, we are not uh, uh, stop with any pers- personnel that are employed today but we have not uh, use of so much extra personnel in the se- high season okay. which is in uh, april may mm. uh, then we double the Staff, okay. Staff, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we will avoid this kind of peaks yeah. with people. We need mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. But that one thing. Uh, uh, then uh, we also, uh, or a previous colleague of mine, have uh, looked at uh, artificial in- intelligence uh, reading of, of microscope, and that's he was quite close uh, with succeeding very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some, that's something we will take up next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Otherwise, we will continue with uh, PCR-based methods, which will be upstream of this robot uh, and so on. And we will try to optimization of the whole flow. Uh, mm-hmm. Sounds and, uh, really interesting and also in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can also mention that I, I have actually a collaboration with the Optima Innovation Center. Yeah, uh, I'm in a mentor program uh, where we have a researcher at BMC, which is working with uh, uh, state-of-the-art technology to detect antibodies. Uh, and uh, we will apply this to bulk milk uh, to actually f- look for 
an uh, antibodies for different parasites. Mm. So we'll see if that will be some new new. Uh, so you can use these, use these antibodies to maybe identify what kind of parasites. Yes, yes, that's yeah, it. Yeah, okay. yeah. And based on the level, you can also decide if you need D1 or something. Or, or maybe they should send in that sample. <laughs> piece yeah. of sample. Yeah. That's really clever. Mm -hmm. And was it your idea, Bitta, then to, to bring Mikael in because, because you felt that there was a need maybe for more automation and more development we we yeah. saw a need for a senior uh, researcher yeah uh, and the good thing with mickey is that he has a broad uh, network around the world and have very much knowledge about uh, diagnostics and have worked in this field before and uh, we had uh, started in uh, several uh, projects but not had them uh, ready and now can Mickey take them to to the end and and uh, uh, take it to a, a, a routine method and so no so pressure Mickey no, no, no pressure. <laughs> he knows but, that but, but maybe that's that what I can actually say that that's you don't have to be I, I'm a researcher I would say yes I am but I, I, the passion I have is to apply the research into new products, and that's always been my my, my goal. And, um, I think that that's one interesting thing. You don't have to be the top researcher; you can actually do a lot of work. With a lot of good. A lot of good. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. Mm. And I think that's something that you often see amongst researchers that they just research for the sake of researching, yeah, but yeah. don't actually apply yeah. the no, knowledge. No. And yeah. And I, and I agree. And yeah. that's what we see now when. Yeah. Uh, Mickey and uh, 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 research uh, in the engineer was on a conference in the Spain, and uh, there we could see that there's very lot of work doing around the world, but very little are coming out as a commercial product. Wow. That's re yes. really bad. That's yeah. too bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bitta, I can imagine there are some defining moments uh, during your time at Videlab. Is there any that you would like to share with us? Uh, what do you mean? Yeah, something that, that made you take uh, a big decision on where the company is, was heading at or in your leadership or the, for the company's development or... Uh, Maybe there was some rough times where yeah. you had to take uh, tough decisions. I, I can say we are a family business uh, with uh, the problems and the benefits of, of that. And uh, the biggest thing for us, for me and my husband that uh, founded the, the company was uh, 2015 when the children said that they were interested to get into the company. So we have a generation two okay. uh, now. So... Uh, uh, I will uh, stop as CEO in 2024, and uh, our youngest son that now works in the company will be CEO. Okay. And also the middle daughter uh, are working uh, as uh, she's working with innovation and strategy. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and they are willing to. Uh, they, they are part owners yeah. now, and they are willing to take over the company. And that was a big thing because we thought they they hated the company because okay. <laughs> they never saw their their parents when they yeah. were uh, yeah. small. But um, uh, it showed out that they, they loved the company. Yeah. 
instead. And they found a way to be close to you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and find the same passion and parasites. And <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but in different ways. Uh, uh, the, the, the son are working with um, uh, gra graphic uh, PR uh, mm -hmm. and so on, and uh, the daughter with... She, she can do all the methods on the lab, but she are mostly working with strategies mm -hmm. and innovation. Sounds great. Yep. Uh, and what was your mission from the beginning and has it changed? The mission from the beginning, as I uh, mentioned earlier, it was to make difference, uh, to make it uh, a little bit easier for the owners, uh, the pet owners and the uh, farmers and veterinarians to send in sample to, to the lab and to get uh, uh, rapid answers. Mm. Uh, and to to make the world a little bit better, yeah. and also the resistance, resistance prob problem problems. Yeah. Yeah. And how many are you today? About twenty all around the mm. year, mm. and then uh, in the high season, April May, we are about forty. Yeah. Doubling the capacity. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And the name Vidilab, where does it come from? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we discussed very much about that and we tried to get the word parasite into the, the name and we are very happy today that we didn't do that because we are broadened our, uh, our lab to also work with uh, feed analysis. Uh, so um, we took the Latin words there Veni, vidi, vici. I came, I saw, I conquered okay. and took the middle of it. Okay. I saw vidi lab because we look for the most things in microscope, in stereo microscopes and so on. Wow, really innovative. I couldn't guess that. <laughs> yeah, I would have never guessed. Um, what do you think the benefits are of being a family company as opposed to any other kind of company? Do you see any strengths in that, either of you? Um, we, don't, we don't look at uh, quarter reports, and what it's called. Uh, yeah. we, we are looking more uh, further on, so for the whole year. And, and uh, uh, we, are, we have grown uh, organic. We have uh, no, no financial people that uh, have influence to the oh, company. Oh, you didn't take uh, in uh, no, uh, any investors, no, private investors? No, no. Okay. So the own owner is uh, only in the family. Mm. And um, a family company is very strong when it works. Yeah. And our company has worked so long. And I think you also have the benefit that you've you've passed on this geekiness for your love for parasites onto your children as well, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I have uh, learned them and educated them. Uh, I think when uh, Sarah, that now work with innovation and strategy, was uh, five, sat in the she sat in the kitchen on the table, had an ice cube, uh, what's it called? Tray. Tray, yeah. tray, and she sat and looked and. There is a parasite. There is a parasite. <laughs> there is no parasite. So, so uh, we have uh, uh, learned them. Yeah. That's good. You taught them from a young age. Yes. Now, yes. now they see parasites everywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and as you both hold senior positions at Vidilab, what do you think is important as leaders of the company? What what do you think makes a good leader? And when you communicate with your staff or people you work with every day, uh, <clears throat> I will say that that you you have to be very clear with what what you want to do and uh, what you want to achieve, and, and also give them trust that they can, can come to you whenever they want to and, and you're open to, to, to help them out as far as you can. Yeah. And also make them have a curiosity uh, yeah. to, 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 to find new ways of working. And new parasites. New parasites, <laughs> yeah. And to be proud of when you find uh, a new parasite and, and, uh, and, and listen and keep the curiosity even when you have been at the company for a long time. And also be humble that uh, you, can't le- you can't learn everything. You have also more to learn. And uh, uh, you must uh, look for uh, the knowledge around the world when there is new things. And I think that's really clear. I mean, that's that's a clear strength of yours, but that you've been around for 20 years and you manage to still look at how how can we improve, how can we stay innovative, how can we keep a competitive edge, and I think it's very clear. Um, also, when you speak, Mikael, about these new developments that you're looking into, I think um, that's definitely one of your strengths. Um, if you had a reason, or maybe two, about why people choose to work at VD Lab, what do you think those are? What do you think your employees would say um, about why they like to be at VidiLab. Uh, what they say is that it's not a glamorous work, but it's, it's a shitty work. <laughs> it's a shitty work, but the, 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 the people around them, the, 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 the personnel that work at the, the lab. We, we had a kickoff t- uh, yesterday, and uh, that was what all people said uh, when they should uh, highlight something, that uh, the, the person around them. That we are a very good group and very including uh, place to be, be in so the company culture yeah um, company culture are you working with that um grund. yeah <laughs> those values what's values values do you have uh, how do you work with that do you work with the values yeah. and the culture strategically or yeah we, we did it yesterday yeah, yeah. we yeah. take we we um, made a, a value 2012 i think uh, and then we have uh, worked with it uh, continuous uh, every year. We mm. have uh, we have Table. boards Table. Table. Board. on the on the wall in the yeah. lunch room where you can read these words and the explanation of them. And and mm. the, the the staff has been working very hard with them, uh, very active. Mm. Uh, can you ex- give us an example of one of these? Um, Curiosity. Curiosity. Open mind. Responsibility. Okay, you know mm-hmm. them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clear, clearness. Yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, also including. Mm-hmm. Very important for us. Mm-hmm. I would say that that's actually uh, one thing I, I noticed when I started with Lab, that you're very including and uh, you actually try to help people which have a little bit difficult to get, get find Into jobs that, and so uh, on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. and those values are more and more um, seeked for. 
uh, among new uh, younger employees. They don't. They are not just after making a career uh, with good salary, but making a difference and working in a inclusive environment. So it's good to hear mm. that you work with that. And also, as you maybe know, Estons is highly invested in the sustainable development of the life science ecosystem here. And we promote collaborations between actors such as yourselves. Uh, Videlab is based in Enköping. Yeah. Um, what uh, would you say are the benefits of you being based there? And how are you collaborating or do you collaborate with other regions when it comes to development of the company and the we we ecosystem. look very much to Uppsala. Uh, we are in the Uppsala commune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, th- there is um, some activity activities in Enköping, but uh, we mostly go to Uppsala mm-hmm. and uh, collaborate with the Swedish uh, Agricultural University. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Uppsala University mm. and also this uh, Almi uh, UC Stones yeah. and so <laughs> so we, we almost uh, every month we are have some activity in Uppsala l- t- mm. together with s- some of these yeah. partners. And uh, actually when we met this uh, couple of hours ago you mentioned how you, the two of you met yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so actually, I was working at that time. It is actually eight years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was working at the Veterinary Institute at that time uh, with the development of different molecular-based method, and it was an event, Uppsala uh, Bio and, and okay. Stunts, I think, uh, had, had some kind of congress where we should speed date yeah. with some companies uh, half an hour. And uh, I had a meeting with Bitte and also her daughter Sara. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we were supposed to talk about um, molecular-based methods. Uh, yeah. And uh, we did, but we didn't come any far. <laughs> I <laughs> asked you if you, with molecular methods, uh, could uh, the, the read hundreds of sheep samples a day. Yeah. And you said no <laughs> at that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that conversation yeah. was over. <laughs> now well, we... <laughs> yeah, I think you two to talk to if you could multiplex and so on. But, well, but yeah. uh, never mind. No, I, no it's, not, it's not possible. <laughs> but uh, uh, last year, uh, actually when I was at interview at Villam, the first thing Bitte does is to take up her old notice book and read you said this to me by now <laughs> what do you say now <laughs> really <laughs> oh, uh, oh shit <laughs> good memory yeah. Really? Yeah. I remembered him and, uh, and uh, when he come up, up we said yeah. we want him <laughs> yeah. but you told it uh, in the beginning of this interview you said uh, you need have some people that are saying that you are you can't do this you are an idiot do you mean that right maybe he was one of these persons <laughs> no, saying no no no, <laughs> no. it was not on that level <laughs> that was much earlier <laughs> yeah uh, and do you see how the ecosystem in Uppsala could be even better I think it's good or Uppsala <laughs> in this region yeah and what do you mean with ecosystem? Uh, you mentioned the universities, yeah. uh, Uppsala Res- University uh. Innovation. You mentioned the incubator, UIC, yeah. that you're engaged yeah. in. Is there more that we could do? 
as a system, uh, create more collaboration platforms or... I think you do very much things. And we have... Uh, uh, was part uh, have been part of very much of them, both on mm. uh, uh, the Swedish University of Agricultural uh, Sciences and uh, these. We, we were very active in UIC. UIC, yeah. yeah. Think uh, and we are alum alums there mm -hmm. now. So I think it's I, I can't mm. came up with something. Do you? No, uh, I mean, uh, we, we try to have uh, some s students coming over and then uh, for, for some vi visits uh, also. And, um, That's very good, yeah. Uh, so maybe that could actually happen more frequently. Uh, mm -hmm. I think yeah. so that could be one thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a very good, very good feedback. Mm -hmm. We we have heard that before. Mm -hmm. Okay, that mm -hmm. the students uh, mm -hmm. don't really know what companies there are mm -hmm. in the region, mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. think that they have to go to Stockholm or somewhere mm -hmm. else, which mm -hmm. is also good. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. they should at least know what mm -hmm. exists mm -hmm. in uh, their their Looks community. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I think you you at Vidilab have been very good at being inclusive of the students. Correct? I mean, you had students who do their their project work there at the end of their degrees. Um, and you've also helped uh, sponsor iGEM, which mm -hmm. is the world's largest synthetic biology competition. And I mean, what what made you do that? Why why do you think it's important as an actor in the industry to do that? What what do you what do you gain from having students work with you or so, yeah. To, yeah. To, to me, it's obvious. I mean, if, if you can su support them, they can actually develop something new, cool yeah. stuff, which you can actually apply. Yeah. But uh, you you actually were engaged in this before I started, so... Yeah, mm. but uh, we will be open, and we have uh, things back when we, we uh, open up for them, and they have done great job mm. for us, so that we have uh, good use of. Mm. Exactly. And I think it fits very nicely into your values as well, having students over with the curiosity, the open-mindedness. Um, mm. it's, it's perfect. It seems like the, the right environment for a student to, to learn themselves as well as maybe help you, you guys out. Yeah. As long as so, you can keep the open mind that a student can help you. So, yeah, so I don't know if I'm allowed to... to uh, announce that uh, we were looking for someone who is interested in artificial intelligence for 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 the spring. Uh, Absolutely. Actually, uh, yeah, so. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, anyone listening, if yeah. you're interested in artificial intelligence, <laughs> Vidilab might be the place for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, if there's one thing you want the listeners to take away with them today um, except uh, that they want besides, students. besides <laughs> that i mean that's a, that's a good point as well but um what, what would you like the listeners to take away with them today uh, that parasites is wonderful <laughs> 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 they make our, our our day and they they change their uh the, the way to live so we will not be out of work <laughs> how many are there the parasites yeah. i don't know do you know how many <laughs> no. can you detect <laughs> how many oh uh, many hundreds many hundreds yeah, yeah. but because in uh, human there is uh, there's only one species there is uh, limited but when you are on all kind of animals they have different parasites mm. 
So that is very much. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, for my side, I would say, but be open-minded. I say. You never know where you will be in the future and, and land and, and uh, follow your interest. Um, obviously. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, thank you yeah. both. I think um, we take a lot away with us today, having yeah. spoken to you guys. Um, I mean, as we said, it's it's very impressive that you've been around for so long. And I think it's very clear talking to you today that it's because you've managed to stay so innovative and been future thinking. And I think your values also contribute to to the effectiveness of your organization. Um, and it'll be exciting to see uh, the developments you make mm-hmm. in the future and how Vidilab will continue. Um, and of course, times are changing. It'll be sad to see Bitte go. And, but of course, it's exciting that your son gets to take over in the future mm-hmm. as well. And that's mm-hmm. going to be great. Um, so I think bright future with the Nordic's p- biggest poo lab. <laughs> <laughs> so that's super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it the world's biggest? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so very much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. Thank you. This podcast series is developed and produced by Stones Life Science. Stones is a foundation creating sustainable growth through private-public collaborations. Thank you for listening and for more information about this podcast and as well as about Stones, please visit our website lifescience.stones.se and follow us on LinkedIn where you will find us under our name.